All right, all right. It's that time again. It's time for English and coffee. I've got my cup. Hope you got yours. Let's go. All right. So this week here, let's see. It's already April sixth. Means we're just about a quarter into the year. Well, yeah, actually a quarter into the year. Things are going pretty well. Uh, how's things going on your side of town? Hope everybody's well. Hope everybody's alive and listening. I guess if you're listening to this, then you're alive. Hope uh, you haven't had any catastrophes or any bad things happen to you. Hope the year's treating you well. As you guys know, uh, 2018 pretty much kicked me in the tail and sent me on my way. And uh, January was a pretty interesting month. But it looks like for now, things are trying to level out. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, my week this week, uh, let's see what happened. It was a long, drawn-out week. I mean, I was so ready for the weekend. We had a lot of good weather, and then as we got closer to the weekend, it started raining. So, you know, you're, you're sitting there in your cubicle, you're sitting there at work or wherever you work, and you see life just happening, people out there having fun, driving around, the sun's shining, birds are chirping, and here you are working. By the time you get off work, it's late. Well, the sun doesn't go down until probably about 8 o'clock now. About 7.30 it starts to set here. But, I mean, you get off, you know, you're ready for the weekend, and then it starts raining. So we had a lot of rain, I'm going to say maybe Thursday, had some rain Friday, possibly a little thunderstorm late uh, Thursday night. But things cleared up today a little bit. I mean, it was um, overcast conditions, so, I mean, it was... It's kind of grimy, kind of nasty, but I went out there fishing anyway because that's good conditions for fishing is what I do. Didn't catch anything. You know, I was standing on the edge. I went to this place called Bath. I go down there sometimes when I don't feel like driving too far. And then I left the house too late, so I didn't get to take my kayak, which I wanted to do because I was stuck in here doing documentation. That's the one thing about my job I could just do without documentation. I mean, not only do I have to meet with people for like 25 hours a week, I have to go home and write documentation, which is just about double that time. So 25 hours seeing people, then you spend 25 hours writing notes on them. Then you got to do all the uh, PCPs and the career profiles and all this the politics, you know, BS. They call it BS, but I mean, it's the politics of the job. Every job has it. Um, let's see what today's topic is going to be about. Well, I don't know what that was all about, but I had a little interruption here uh, that's technology for you anyways I was saying um, I think today's topic is going to be about uh, perception because I was talking with one of my clients and he's going through a difficult time you know he's got some challenges he's trying to transition back into the workforce so he's trying to get readjusted plus he's dealing with his own demons which keep pulling at him trying to pull him away from his goal but um, you know I'm trying to keep him on track doing as best I can but ultimately it's up to him on what he decides to do because he's got this little monkey on his back it makes him take a drink every time he gets stressed. So, you know, I try to tell him pros and cons, help him, you know, sort through the issues. So he's in treatment. He's doing all these things. But anyway, he was really confused the other day. You know, he was really stressed out over how he's going to balance his work and his, his personal matters. So I said, you know what? I think today we're going to give you some perspective because he just needed some direction. He needed some clarity. He needed to see through the blinds. You know, when someone's in the fire... They can't see over the flames. But when you're looking into someone's fire, you can see it's just as easy as one, two, three. Everybody's got their own fire. Everybody's got their own problems. But sometimes we need people to come in and tell us, hey, look, the remote control is over there on the table because they can't see it. 
they're just consumed with all the emotions but when you're looking at something you know emotionally detached from it I mean it's just easy to go you know straight make a straight line from A to B but when you're in your own fire and you got all these things you're worried about what people think worried about the outcomes it can just muddy the water so it can just make it a very difficult situation take something that's easy and just flip it on its head you know what I mean so I gave him some perspective so I think today that's what I'm going to talk about I'll talk about some of the things I shared with him and maybe you'll be able to use those um, if you find yourself getting tripped up over your own feet and need some clarity or some perspective in your life so that's what we're going to talk about let's go when we talk about perspective what we're basically talking about is how someone views something, you know, their point of view, how they see a situation unfolding. One thing you learn about in mental health, I mean, they should just give this as a life lesson in any school or institution or wherever people go to get information. It's not about what is really happening. It's about how a person perceives something is happening. If someone thinks this is the worst situation in the world, then they will respond like it's the worst situation in the world. It all happens in the mind. If you can control the mind, you control the body. I mean, I know it's cliche, but I mean, that's science. That's how we work. doesn't matter how smart someone is, how complex they think they are, or how sophisticated, you know, their life is. We all work the same. We're just animals. You know what I mean? We have a brain, and sometimes our brain is the problem. But... Uh, with this particular situation that we're talking about today, perspective, sometimes we need somebody to just blow the dust off our lenses so we can see clearly. Now, as we go, you know, through the mundane tasks, the day-to-day, -day, you go to work, you go home, you kiss the wife, you feed the kids, you go to bed, you rinse, and you repeat. Like that movie Tom Cruise had, uh, what was it, Live, Die, Repeat? Awesome movie. But basically, we go through these motions and we kind of get complacent you know we just get into this rut they call the rat race you know you get in the hamster wheel and you're just spinning your wheels not going anywhere that's why it's important to set goals sometimes you have to set daily goals it's good to have monthly goals five-year goals yearly goals but you need to have daily goals especially if you're someone just getting back out there not really knowing where to go and needing that reassurance that you're on the right track because as you're walking along your journey it can be hard to see your own progress now those looking in can see, easily see your progress just like take somebody who's um, trying to grow their hair out you know they sit there they're like man my hair's not growing but you can see that it's grown an inch but they're looking at it every day so they can't see the differences um, that's why you have to give yourself some perspective so sometimes you have to set up things just to remind you of what you're doing and what your aim is it's easy to lose focus, but we have to stay on track. Now, there are a few things we can do to, um, I guess, realign our chakras, make sure we're focused and we're on the right track. When we start to get, you know, bogged down with stress and start to feel like we're not getting where we want to be, you know, reaching our goals, achieving our aim, you have to step back and reevaluate your goals. That's why it's important to always have goals. Write them down. You know, a lot of people try to keep things in their head they're like I'll remember it I'll remember it they're relying on willpower willpower is only gonna get you through maybe half of the day because as soon as you wake up in the morning let's just say you have a meter of a hundred percent 
And as soon as you wake up and hit that alarm, it starts ticking, tick, tick, tick. 99, 98, 97, 96. By the end of the day, you have no will left. So you have to refer to your notes. You have to refer to your tools. You know, reach in your toolbox, pull out your coping skills just to get through the last part of the day and make sure that everything you did was what you intended to do when you woke up. So what I did with this guy, I gave him um, a tool while I showed him how to use, utilize a mind map. Now, I don't know if you know what a mind map is, but basically it's an exercise you can do. It's like a visualization tool, and then it's like a, um, I don't know, I'll just say it's like a visualization tool that you can see, you know, picture in your mind, but if you put it on paper, it's really good. So I'll just try to describe this here without you physically seeing it. So let's just say your goal was to build a business, right? Start a business. Maybe you want to open a pet shop, something simple. So you would write down pet shop, you know, Dean's pet shop, Jerry's pet shop, Susan's pet shop, and you would draw a circle around it. And then you think, what things do I need to open a pet shop? Well, you need a store location. So you would draw another circle off to the left of that, and you would write in there store location. Then to the right, you might write money, need money. Uh, next, you might write employees. Next, you write a business plan. But the mind map can be used as the start of your business plan. Then you would draw lines from the main circle to the other circles. So it would be connecting. Now, from each of those ideas, you would splinter off and create new circles, smaller circles, more developed circles, more specialized circles, individualized circles that go back to the main need, which is the pet store. So I'll just take money. So we'll just go to money, for example. So let's just say in that circle money, you drew another thing and you said, okay, donations. And then you had um, collaborators and then sources of income that you could get, um, financing, banks, options. So you could just make a whole snake off of that whole thing and then just follow it systematically till you get the funds you need to launch a business. Now, it's really a lot easier, you know, if you were to see it, but hopefully you can just picture it in your mind or maybe just pick up a pencil and try to draw out these illustrations, like I said, and then you'll see how everything kind of plays out. Now, that's just one tool people can use is mind mapping. Another thing is putting reminders around the house for, you know, perspective on goals and stuff like that. Um, having a person you talk to that you discuss and share your plans with talking to them, somebody that you can just reset, you know, help you reset, calm yourself when you start to get all worked up and worked over. I mean, it's just, it's important to have perspective. Some people have mentors that give them perspective. Some people have life coaches. I'm a job coach, so it's my job to give people direction and guidance when they start to lose their way. But um, I could go more into it, but like I said, I mean, it'd probably be better on a one-to-one -one conversation if I was talking to somebody. I mean, you could really get the gist of what I'm trying to say, but hopefully you got that from these few demonstrations. So perspective, try a mind map if you find you're losing focus on your goals. And let's go ahead and switch to something else. All right, so it seems that technology is becoming a common theme here on this uh, podcast. Well, not a common theme, but just something I like to talk about. I was talking to uh, my friend Katya the other day, and uh, she was telling me that she was thinking about buying a new cell phone. I said, what phone are you thinking about buying? She said she was thinking about buying the iPhone 8 
but then she settled on the iPhone 7. She wanted the iPhone X. So we pulled up a couple of pictures of the uh, specifications and all the wireless charging and all this glass case stuff that they have for the iPhone. I'm not an iPhone guy. Like I said, I'm an Android, Samsung, all the way, all day. Um, but anyway, we got to talking about it. And then I was telling her, I may have mentioned it on here before, but I don't even remember. I'll tell you again if I did. Is... Um, I was talking about how these phones can be used to track our every moment, you know, our every movement. Um, and, of course, you know that because you all have GPS and you know how GPS works. But the thing is, you do know that your phone follows you and records your every location, even when you don't have your GPS on. I hope you're aware of that. And if you aren't, now you know. But if you're just curious and you think I'm lying... All you got to do is go look at your Google history. If you use Google or a Samsung or something like that with a um, satellite GPS and look through your history and it will show you every place you went for the last couple weeks. It'll go back even further. But the thing is, where is this information going? Of course, it's in your phone, but it's going back to Google. It's going back to your company. It's going back to the server. That's why when people get in trouble... They come with all this data that they found from nowhere that they say, but actually they got it from the telephone companies. Um, it just—it's just you gotta—you gotta be person—you gotta be, pers uh, you gotta be um, what you call it, um, opsec. It used to be something I used to hear on uh, the base, you know, because I grew up military housing and things like that. They always had these commercials talking about think opsec, operation security. You have to secure your information. I mean, on our phones, we put in our credit card information. We put in our, shoot, birth certificates, upload documents, all these different things, you know, up over the Internet. And a lot of people do it from their phone because it's easiest in your hand. I mean, they have things like Apple Pay, so you just hit the register. You just run your phone over the thing and boop, you know, you pay your money, your credit card. But the thing is, what happens if somebody steals or hacks into your telephone network's communications or they hack into Apple or they hack into uh, Samsung or any of these places that have your information, Google, Internet, you know, it's just, it's all wrapped up in one. They will have access to your most personal, most intimate, all your photos, all your videos, you send this stuff, you know, you take a little video for your sweetie or you take a picture for your husband and you send it. And it's got to go through all that, and it just captures it's It's crazy. I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, it was an interesting conversation that um, me and Katya had up there about technology. We were, we were speaking for about 30 minutes on it. Figured I'd share it. Just saying, um, just be aware that when you go to the store, you know, the mobile store, and you're picking out your phone, you're actually picking a tracking device. You're saying, how do you want the government to track you? Because that's what you're doing. You're paying $600, $700 for a tracking device so they can find your every location, know what you're doing every moment. I even believe they can cut your phone on if they want to. Uh, but it's, that's, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's something that exists. Um, but like you said, when you're talking about the government, what can you prove? It's not what you can prove. It's what they can disprove. It makes a difference. But that's that. Uh, let's see. I want to end this on something useful, maybe. Maybe I'll just throw a Hail Mary. I don't know. Let's see what I come up with.
I had about a million different thoughts running through my head, but I guess I'll leave you with this. Selfless acts. Do you know what that is? A selfless act. I'm sure you know what it is. If you understand this, then you know what it is. A selfless act. I think people need to be more selfless in today's time. Um, think about other people more so than yourself. Um, that's definitely one way to pull yourself out of a hole. If you ever feel bad and you feel like things are just not going right, do something for other people. And in doing that, you feel better. It's weird how it works, but that's what you got to do. Sometimes I talk to my clients about that. Sometimes I do that for myself. I think I can remember one time when I was out there and I was intentionally being selfless. I was looking for situations in, when, in which I could help other people. And, I mean, I felt pretty good. It was uh, I was standing in line at the grocery store. I believe it was Food Lion. I was buying, I don't know, some stuff. I was probably getting ready to go fishing, you know, buying a couple snacks for the road, juice, granola bars, chips, whatever. And there was this old lady behind me. Yeah, she was an old lady, you know, gray hair and everything, but she was respectable. You know what I mean? You could look at her, you could see the age, you see the seniority, you know, you give her respect just because she's freaking alive. She's like 80 years old and she's still alive. I mean good job you know what I mean that's that's a hard thing to do in today's time but anyway I bought my little stuff it probably came to about five dollars and some change and she had a little pack of meat you know couple groceries four or five things I mean it probably added up to maybe fifteen dollars or so and I told the lady at the register I said uh I'm gonna buy that lady's stuff you know out of nowhere the lady was like huh and the, the old lady was like looked at me she was like are you going to buy this for me? I said, yeah. I said, I'll buy it. Yeah, come on, send it on. So she sent it up. I bought it. And she said, you know, God bless you. I mean, she smiled. I mean, I don't know if she gave me a hug or what she did. But, I mean, it was just, it made me feel really good to just to do something selfless. I mean, it was just one of those moments, you know, when you're just standing there in line or you're just in life and something just calls to you to do something. So I, I kind of keyed into that. You know, I reflected on that for a while. And I was like, you know, I need to do more of that. I felt pretty good. But, um. I guess that's it. See what you can do out there. See what difference you can make in someone else's life, you know, a selfless act. You get a chance, get on here, tell me how, how it was and how you felt when you did it. And on that one, I'll see you guys later.